Hey, yo, welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And we have the full CHGO White Sox crew here today. Got Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Make sure that you are subscribing to our channel if you're hanging out in the live chat and you are liking the video as you join. We got Connor and AJ joining the cat chat. Pure color uh, list chat. as well. We the, should rename it that the cat chat cool cat chat i like that yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cool cat chat uh and aj's right i mean we should be really changing the episode here we had a, a planned you know uh, episode was planned segment it was probably gonna take around 40 minutes but i think we got to scrap it all this is probably to the likings of carlos correa signing with the minnesota twins we have to stop everything because this is not worth this juice is not worth the squeeze no uh, the hanser alberto <laughs> era begins in chicago yeah. uh you, should have brought, you needed to bring that along a little quicker. This is now just the, no payoff whatsoever. Well, we have an hour to fill. Um, this one's from Robert Murray. Also, Mike Rodriguez reporting this in Juan Frank 24 on Twitter. Hans Alberto gets a one-year deal with the Chicago White Sox. It will be a minor league deal. Uh, Alberto was last with the Dodgers. Uh, also has played with Texas and Baltimore and Kansas City. Uh, middle infielder and has not hit over... An OPS of 98 plus uh, best season was 2019 or 139 games, uh, you know, minor league deal, but depth. So, yeah, I don't, I don't need too many answer Alberto thoughts. Every time I saw <laughs> Hunter Alberto on video, he's yelling. He's very happy and he's like uh, getting the team hyped up. So that's what my lasting image of him. I don't know of a, of a baseball player, but every time they pan to the Dodgers clubhouse or dugout, he's yelling. He's getting the team hyped up. So if that's what he is. It's a minor league deal. Fine. Who cares? Yeah, really. Uh, and hey, he did put up 3.5 or uh, with Baltimore in 2019. So maybe there is still some magic in that uh, that old silk hat. We're talking about Frosty the Snowman yeah, now? Yeah, yes. that was a Frosty reference. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, 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 my I head. pulled that up. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we love you too, Nate. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Uh, we do, or uh, we will, talk about active players who will be Hall of Famers, and we'll also touch on the Comerica Park changes as they will be moving in some fences and lowering some fences. Uh, I did find some stats on that too uh, to tell you how many more home runs the White Sox would have hit in 2022 at Comerica, but we will get to it. Uh, got a big segment here uh, to talk about active players who might make the Hall of Fame. Uh, we had an interesting thing yesterday going on. Obviously, we've got to keep it a little bit under wraps still, uh, but you know, you were chatting with Jared Willis, and I heard you say, oh, like Scott Rowland, people voting for Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. I think currently he's the highest uh, vote-getter for the 2023 class. You mentioned, you know, I never thought he was a Hall of Famer when playing. I agree. I thought the same thing, but you know, you see the the, the stats after the fact, then eh, yeah, maybe Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer, but that's basically the idea here is players right now, when you're watching them, are they Hall of Famers? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's nothing against Scott Rowland. I, I could certainly be convinced, but I guess I just, <laughs> right. you know, you see a lot of people's ballots and, and, you know, you always think to yourself, huh, maybe I would do things a little differently. Oh, you find somebody who does match up with you or, you know, you're just surprised that one guy's getting a lot uh, more attention than another. I've thought for several years now that, like, 
Jeff Kent always seemed to me as like a kind of a slam dunk. Yeah. You know, that guy's the best hitter at his position for a, a good long time. All Most right. Runs as a second baseman ever. Yeah. Put him in there. And 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 yet Scott Rowland is kind of the guy that is getting the uh you know, that is trendy right now for, for folks to be going with. And I'm not saying he's not deserving. Certainly he he probably is if you look up the numbers. Remember him as a great defender mm-hmm. uh, over there at third base, uh pr- you know, primarily. I watch him play a lot a lot for St. Louis. But um yeah, so it's just it's just weird when you've got these big ballots with a bunch of guys uh, who you think do deserve it, or maybe there's a there's a very f- small number of guys who you think deserve it, and you're like, oh, this guy, you know, how does he compare with, you know, is there somebody who has to go in this year? There's all this talk now about the, oh, do you fill it all up with your maximum 10 guys, or do you only put pick one or two every year? So uh, everybody's entitled to a different opinion, and I think that's kind of what makes it kind of fun too. I would do my Hall of Fame, and I would – alter the Hall of Fame and how they do it right now by having yay or nay and only like three votes. So if you don't make it in the first three, you're not changing. Nothing's changing about your game. I know people can can be convinced, but it should be an exclusive club. It should be a place where only the best of the best get in, and it should be a thing where, yeah, there's 20,000-plus men have played this game. It should only be however many people have made it, like 200 or whatever the number is. So like Vinny said, when he was watching Scott Rowland play, you never was like, Hall of Famer. That's how I feel about some of these people on the, on the list you have here. It's like, that's a Hall of Famer. Like, when you see him, Hall of Famer. That should be the criteria. And then if you don't get that after the third time, it's been real. So you're saying three times around the ballot, if you don't get in, you're off. You're off the ballot. I, I would agree. I would like that, so too. What do you guys yeah. make of Larry Walker, then? Because the first three years, 20%. People should have been, 20... been voting for him earlier. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, like, still, like, should he or should he have not been in the Hall of Fame? Well, but those are two separate questions, right? Like, yeah. you can think that, like, oh, yeah, guy who's been on the uh, uh, guy who gets on the ballot for the first year, yes, of course I would vote for him. And then... Five years later, it's not like he becomes suddenly more appealing to you. Obviously, certain cases, people have become more appealing to certain people. But uh, I, I do like that. I, I don't like the whole hanging around. I mean, you know, we talked about it before. Like, no offense to Mark Burley. Mark Burley's awesome. But, right. like, well, why do we need, like, six votes, six, seven votes to determine whether or not Mark Burley's a Hall of Famer? He is, either is or he isn't. Yep. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing, too. I mean, that's kind of why I'm bringing it up, because I think most people, at least looking at Burley, they just see the name Mark Burley, and they probably just pass along, just Mm -hmm. because he was kind of a guy that never really won any of those bigger awards, was never really one of his top five pitchers in his own uh, uh, division. But even then, like uh, Larry Walker, his fifth year, he was at 11%. Then he jumps to 15, 21, 34, 54, 76. Like, I don't know. I think especially Burley too, like he's an interesting case because he reached those 14 straight innings of, or 14 straight seasons of 200 plus innings. Like that's not going to happen again. So like if you are now 10 years removed from it compared to three years, does that feat look more impressive compared to the bunch and 22,000 major leaguers that like, have played? Like again though, like just going away from that. History. What are you, what are you evaluating? You're not saying like Mark Burley is a hall of famer if he played today. Right? No. You're evaluating when he played. You're evaluating when all these players are playing. Um, I, I get what you're saying is that, like, you know, the, the game evolves and certain things can look more impressive. But, like, think back then 20, 30, 40, 50 years before that when 
the the last man on the pitching staff for the worst team in baseball was logging all those innings and making starts every three days. I mean, the, it, it's the way the game has evolved shouldn't necessarily change how impressive something was in the moment. It's because you're evaluating based on what it was when that player was active. And as AJ says, there's no urgency to vote for a guy who's going to be on the ballot for another seven years, so people don't do it. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, he just made the hall, or he just made the ballot. I'm not going to vote for him. I'm going to give this guy who was on his 10th year a vote that I didn't give him the nine years previous. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make sense. Vote for the person you think is a Hall of Famer. There shouldn't be any convincing that this guy's a Hall of Famer. If you need convincing, then that person's not a Hall of Famer in your interest, in your opinion, and don't vote him in. I just want a small hall, an exclusive hall. And I would love Mark Burley being, I think, the Harold Baines to the Hall of Fame and how he got voted in or got pushed in by Jerry Reinsdorf and others. It's a bad thing because it then opens the door for other people with numbers, like you're talking about Scott Rowling, like you're talking about uh, other right fielders in that era. You're like, much better than Harold Baines, and that's a Hall of Famer? Come on now. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Like, I, 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 I think, too, like, I mean, Harold Baines, the fact that it took him as long as it did, like, I don't think it was clear-cut that he was a Hall of Famer. And, I don't uh, think you it's know, clear-cut that he is I, a Hall But even, like, Fred McGriff, like, I don't know, I feel like some people thought he was, and it, it still took him a little bit while, uh, longer. Like, Dick Allen, I think Dick Allen's a Hall of Famer. He's still not in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, so, I don't know, there's, there's some interesting... And that's the thing, like, media holds things against people. Uh, Dick Allen wasn't necessarily the nicest, friendliest, warmest guy David Ortiz allegedly took steroids, but he smiled. He was big poppy. Everybody loved him. First ballot. Get your ass in here. His teammate, Manny Ramirez, mm-hmm. just as good as a hitter, if not better. This man ain't getting in the Hall of Fame ever. Yeah. Well, and David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, Sammy Sosa all appeared on the same yeah. uh, uh, New York Times list for popping, uh, even though it was supposed to be, I think, uh, uh, it was supposed to be secret. Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. anonymous. Um, and, and yet, you know, David Ortiz is the only one in. Uh, we do have a super chat from Stephen Bardo, and we'll get a discussion here on some of these active players. Uh, $2 super chat from Stephen Bardo. How about Hanser Alberto adding depth? Uh, that is exactly what he is. Uh, he played at second base, third base. He pitched. He played uh, at shortstop, first base, right field. Uh, so he is depth. And, uh, and he might be doing all those things for the Charlotte Knights and, this year. And he might be. Uh, so, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with Hanser Alberto, but uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be uh, a name to watch just yet. I think uh, he'll probably be like Tim Beckham and be a Charlotte Knight legend, but you never know. Uh, I think if they're calling up Hanser Alberto, they're probably dealing with some injuries here. Let's get into these lists here. Uh, we're going to put together a final graphic. Our guy Steven will be putting the guys into the yes or no categories. And let's start off easy here. Mike Trout. Uh, he is now the active leader in war, just behind Albert Pujols. War, what is it good for? Uh, probably figuring out if these players are Hall of Famers or not. Uh, Mike Trout, three-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, nine-time Silver Slugger, two-time uh, All-Star MVP, uh, Rookie of the Year as well, 82.4 career war, 350 home runs. Is Mike Trout a Hall of Famer, guys? If he yes. never played another game <laughs> in his life, he would be a Hall of Famer. He's got a better war, I believe, f word than Ken Griffey Jr. in his career, which is fucking blows your mind. Just... I think very, very solid little play. Like maybe Willie Mays has a higher as a center fielder, but Mike Trout, I don't know if these people who's like, oh, he never wins in the playoffs. He never goes to the playoffs. Realize that you're seeing one of the greats. So get out to the ballpark before this man retires and before he takes away. Like last year, he only played like 100 and some 20 games and still hit 40 home runs. 
a general like the term generational talent. I was talking to Mario about this yesterday. We we're talking about Bedard, the hockey guy who's going to get picked first overall. Eric Bedard? Yeah, not him. Different He's guy. a little bit better. <laughs> Connor, I think, is his name. Yeah. This is a generational talent. That, Mike Nelson Trout, is a generational talent that will not be surpassed by anybody who's playing now. Well, too bad Eric Bedard isn't active because we could talk we about, could talk about him. Oh, um, it would be a short conversation, I think. <laughs> you're, but. You're, uh, you're not wrong, too. Uh, he hasn't surpassed Griffey just yet. 82.4 war for uh, Mike Trout. Ken Griffey, 83.8. So pretty close. Closing in at the heels of Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, this when it's all said and done, this guy's going to be one of the three, four, five best baseball players of all time. Mm-hmm. I think you can make a pretty good case that he's uh, up near that spot already, uh, and he's got a long, long way to go. Uh, he's automatic. Yes, he's yeah. automatic. And it's it, – it's uh, uh, it, we're t- we're, when you talk about Mike Trout, you're not talking about a guy like, oh, great Hall of Fame case. You're talking about a guy that's like, oh, great case for a wing of the Hall of Fame to be named <laughs> yes. after him. So, yeah. An entire Quite wing obvious. dedicated yeah. to the and fish you, boy. And you know how they – like had the unanimous vote for Mario Rivera and deserved like it should be more for Mike Trout. They I should waive the five year waiting periods. Like you're saying, let's come on in this next year. I mean, it's very rare to get voted in unanimously. I mean, I don't even think Hank Aaron was voted that was in only, unanimously. He's the only which one. It's just a joke. Um, yeah, Rivera's the only one. And I think um, Jeter missed it because of, uh, was it Cowley? One guy. Yeah, no, it wasn't Joe Cowley. Okay. Um, Cowley <laughs> didn't want to do that. Um, but uh, interesting just to look at the center field war leaders, uh, and you see Carlos Beltran, who's eighth with 70.1 war. Uh, he just was added to the Hall of Fame ballot. Andrew Jones is 14th, and he's at 62.7 war. Uh, Beltran right now has 57.6% of the vote, and our guy, Andrew Jones, has 72 point, uh, 70 per, uh, 0.2% oh. of the vote. So, like, they're close to getting in and Mike Trout already has surpassed both of those uh basically by 12 war already he's the sixth uh highest center fielder in war uh just past Joe DiMaggio uh and is closing in on Ken Griffey Jr. and the only four center fielders with 100 plus war in their career Mike Trout on that trajectory uh Mickey Mantle Tris Speaker pretty good Ty Cobb pretty good and Willie Mays Say hey. Yeah, so uh, pretty pretty good. <laughs> Willie Mays, 156 more, uh, which is just uh, absurd right there. So He's almost got a perfect season. <laughs> yeah, almost had a perfect <laughs> season. Uh, one more per game. Uh, so let's go to uh, Mike Trout being in the yes column. I think we could lock that one up. Let's go to one of the older yeah, pitchers. Steven was already doing it Yeah. Oh, yeah. while I, you are talking. <laughs> I think Steven will probably like pre-fill this out, too, with his own opinion and probably be right. Uh, let's go to one of the older players currently in Major League Baseball. It's Justin Verlander, uh, MVP, three-time Cy Young, Rookie of the Year winner, two-time World Series champion, ALCS MVP, Two-time ERA title, nine-time All-Star, 77.6 war for Justin Verlander. He's third in, uh, among active players. Sorry, second among active players because Pools is no longer active. Uh, second, just behind Trout uh, in war. So, Justin Verlander, Hall of Famer. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't think we need to have too long of a discussion on this one. Uh, but, I mean, it's just very, like... Is he like what's next for Verlander? Uh, I guess like, do you think he's going to reach 300 uh, wins? He's mentioned that he wanted to before. Currently at 39 years old, 244 wins. Like, would Verlander be the last possible guy to get to 300? Do you think? No, that's hard. No, I don't think he has it in him. He's still pitching well, very well. But I don't know if he can pitch until he's what 44. Like, like 40 wins was that 60 wins he has to get in the next what three four years. 
Uh, what did he get last year? Uh, How many wins did he get last year? And he had a Cy Young 18. great year. Yeah. And he maxed out. The way baseball is played right now, no, no way. If he gets, what, 15 wins over the next three years, that's 45. So I think he'd be one short. Yeah. So, you know, he basically has to get 16 and then 15, 15 to get to 300. I think it's possible. I mean, Scherzer's pitching to, like, what, 40 at this point, too. I mean, as long as Verlander gets to 42, he already tore his Tommy John. Like, I, th- I think the road's there. Uh, just behind him in active war is Zach Granke at 76.5 war. Uh, Granke, former teammate of Max Scherzer, he was a Cy Young, six-time gold glover, six-time all-star, two-time ERA title, and two-time silver slugger. Zach Granke, Hall of Famer? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think this one's probably easy too. Max Scherzer, three-time Cy Young winner, eight-time All-Star, uh, 2019 World Series champion, 71.1 or uh, he is currently, what is that, fifth all-time uh, in active work just behind Granke, Verlander, and Kershaw and Trout. Max yeah. Scherzer. Yes. Hall of Famer? Yes. yes. Okay. All Herb right. gave him three. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this about these guys, though. I mean, listen, Granke, uh, you know, obviously – Great for the longevity, but you got to remember how impressive he was when he was right there at his peak pitching for Kansas City. I'm sure White Sox fans do remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this guy was uh, as good as the, as good as they got. Uh, Verlander, you know, is the pitcher of this generation. I don't think there's anybody questioning uh, his credentials. And then Max Scherzer, kind of the guy, you know, might be the guy if I'm thinking about it in baseball. Who, if he had one game to win. Is he the guy you're giving the ball to? Act, active active pitchers? He has pitched in high-intensity uh, playoff games. So, yeah, maybe him or Verlander. It's between him and Verlander for me. I'm probably and they're going, on the same I'm, team. I'm probably going to Verlander. Would that be annoying and say Sandy Alcantara just because you can go like eight innings? I yeah, mean, like that guy just doesn't break I would love down. it, but that he is annoying. He hasn't, he hasn't been I knew it was annoying. I was self-aware. In the, in the postseason, and that's not his fault, but... I've seen Max Scherzer and I've seen Justin Verlander perform under pressure, and they've done well for the most part. Uh, Justin Verlander, varying the results, but I think he's uh, cleaned up since his early days in Detroit. Out of the four big guys that we're talking about here, Verlander, Granke, Kershaw, and Scherzer, I would agree with you. Scherzer, out of those four, is probably the guy I would want in a, in a one-game uh, a playoff here. Uh, but Clayton Kershaw is the next guy, 75.9 war. Uh, and this is interesting just with these four players. The average of the 66 Hall of Famers at the starting position uh, at the starting pitcher position is 73 war. Kershaw at 75.9, Granke at 76.5, Verlander at 77.6, Scherzer just, you know, very close behind at 71.7. So they've basically reached the average uh, war for for the Hall of Fame position. So it seems like it's a yes for Kershaw. But uh, does Kershaw get taken down because of the, the playoffs? He's obviously been great in the regular season. Three Cy Youngs, an MVP, a Triple Crown, Gold Glove, five ERA titles, nine-time All-Star, Hall of Famer, yes, but, uh, I mean, does he get docked a little bit for the, the playoffs at all? Is that going to be brought up? Does he not make it in in the first ballot because of the playoffs? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. As soon as he retires, he's in. These five, well, I would say Sands, Granke, these five guys that we've talked about are probably going to go in the Hall of Fame, like, immediately. Like, Grinky, people might talk about because they're thinking about late in his career, slowing down Arizona, Houston. But, yeah, as Vinny said, Kansas City, Milwaukee, L.A., man, was filthy. Yeah, 
and dominant. Too. Yeah. I mean, uh, consistently dominant. Uh, and even then, I mean, like there was the, the year in 2016 when it was him, Kershaw, and Arietta for the NL Cy Young, and he had like a 189 ERA. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous stuff there uh, from Zach Granke, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Verlander, all of those guys, Hall of Famers. Let's get into some of the hitters here. Joey Votto is going to be first up. Uh, obviously, have been with the Reds since 2007. He was an MVP back in 2010. Six-time All-Star, one gold glove, 64.3 war, uh, and he ranks eighth right now among active players with war. Joey Votto, Hall of Famer, yes or no? Yes. Yes. And I'll say this about Joey Votto. Uh, You know, we talked about, uh, you know, the game evolving and and thinking about what what these players were in when they played in their time period. What is the most important thing? What has it been in baseball offensively for quite a while now? Getting on on base. Percentage. uh, Getting on base. Few, if any, have done that as well as Joey Votto. He's probably the king of that in his over the a long span of his career. Um, I think it makes total sense to put him in the Hall of Fame as a guy who did exactly what every team in the league would want a hitter to do. And, uh, you know, as we get to see just about every year, uh, a guy who uh, is, is kind of a stand-up a stand-up dude and an mm-hmm. entertaining player at that really kind of uh, fits the dictionary definition of what you want a baseball player to be. Absolutely. And, and two, uh, you mentioned the OBP, eighth all-time among first basemen in on-base percentage, uh, just behind Todd Helton uh, at 414. Who also should be getting more votes. Absolutely. Uh, and then Frank <laughs> Thomas, who was at 419. So basically only .05 points away from Frank Thomas, you know, the greatest White Sox of all time, Herb, your guy. Uh, so Joey Votto also, uh, I think now about 907 hits away from 3,000. Is that important? Like, does he need to reach that at all to be for, a Hall of Famer, or is he cemented with the MVP? I love my guy, David Barista, but for guys like David... Yeah, 3,000 hits will mean something for him going over. But for me, it's over. Joey Votto is uh, no doubt Hall of Famer for me. Not just for the offensive skills he shows. He's pretty decent with the glove. And him being a great human, being a great guy, puts him over the top for me. Yeah, Joey Votto, as soon as he retires... I got him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, his 145 OPS plus tied with Paul Goldschmidt and Albert Pujols and higher than Miguel Cabrera and uh, David Ortiz as well. Uh, so seems like Joey Votto, just because he's played in Cincinnati, Joey Votto! doesn't scream Hall of Famer, but I think that's the same thing with like Scott Rowland. Like Scott Rowland was in St. Louis and Cincinnati, just not like massive, you know, always getting too. eyes on Philadelphia to Toronto, like never in like a New York or anything like that. And I think that usually hurts players like that. Even Todd Helton being in Colorado, like I think... Him being in Cincinnati is going to hurt, but having an MVP and then some of those ridiculous stats like top 10 and for first baseman, <laughs> a non-base percentage. Pretty good offensive position. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we'll have Joey Votto in the uh, the Hall of Fame here. Next up, Miguel Cabrera. I brought him up. You talked about his contract as well. Uh, Miggy, triple crown winner, two-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, seven-time Silver Slugger, World Series champion in 2003, four-time batting title, 67.7 war. Miggy, Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and he's hurt the White Sox enough. I don't think we need to give him too much credit. Uh, but, you know, easily, I think, when you win a triple crown. Last guy to do that? Yes. So, and not that yes. The other yes. The older yes. Uh, old, old yes. Old yes. yes. Uh, ho- Hoxie yes. Uh, <laughs> next up, 
the guy right in front of my foot here, Jose Abreu, and then we'll take a break here. We're talking about first baseman, talking about Joey Votto, talking about Miguel Cabrera. Abreu obviously doesn't have uh, the same exact accolades just because his career was a little bit shorter major league-wise compared to Votto and uh, Cabrera, but he is an MVP, rookie of the year, three-time Silver Slugger, three-time All-Star, currently at 31.9 more, but how do we judge Jose with all of the stats, or do you judge him with all of the stats? Well, I think here's the thing. If this was the Basketball Hall of Fame, yeah. yes, Jose Abreu would be the his his career-long resume, no matter what league he played in and no matter what country he played in, would get him into the Hall of Fame. I think the way they do things in baseball is they uh, evaluate your major league career, and that is just about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case, Jose Abreu, probably not a Hall of Famer, just because didn't play here long enough, uh, which is a shame because – he has been, as we've talked about a billion times, uh, the you know picture of consistency when it comes to offensive production. Uh, a guy who won an MVP, a guy who um, has not just been a power-only bat, but a guy who has come up and been one of the top league leaders in hits. Uh, you know, a rookie of the year. Uh, you know, you could go on and on and on. A guy who has evolved from being a uh, a poor defender over at first base to a really good defender over at first base, and. It's just a shame the circumstances of, of, of his life and his career uh, probably keep him from that honor just because he was he was born in Cuba and he, and he was playing in Cuba. Uh, had he been that hitter for in any different country, he would have been playing in the major leagues way earlier, and he'd probably have himself a uh, career right now that looks like a Hall of Fame career as strictly as a major leaguer. Yeah, I agree with Vinny. Um, not enough and came over here late in his life. And I don't think he's going to do enough in Houston in his three years there, and then whatever he does after that to elevate him to the next level. Oh, this is exactly what they were saying when they the last time they signed a contract. Now, if he wins an MVP (laughs) in these three years with Houston, I think a two-time MVP is going to get in, especially with all the stuff we just talked about. He came into the league late and then just performed all the time. Sands last year with the home runs, but otherwise, numbers look great. Winning an MVP again. If he wins another MVP, yeah. Yeah, that's a big if, though. It's all I mean, he's I mean, on Houston. Can Jose <laughs> Ray, can he not be the can he not be the best hitter on the best team in baseball? Yeah, but, I mean, even then, like, you look back at 2020 and, like, I mean, I probably would have given it to Jose Ramirez, the the, the MVP that year. God, I mean, like such you an Abreu hater. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to hate him, but like that, Ramirez had more WAR, and like they won the division. The White Sox didn't even win the division. Yeah, but the Jose Twins won the division. I think. Yeah. Jose went on a streak, like he was just unstoppable. Could not be got out at all, and he propelled the White Sox to be in the first team that clinched the playoffs, and then the White Sox just pretty much took the foot off the pedal and said, "Enjoy Minnesota, enjoy Cleveland." Enjoy your uh, wins more than us, but who cares? Jose uh, uh, Ramirez in the 23 games uh, in September in 2022 had an OPS of 1294. So basically he had an OPS of 1300. So yes, Abreu was red hot as well, but so was J-Ram. J-Ram's always hot. All the uh, games count, same. Yeah, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if he gets up to 40 war, um, that would put him around where Correa is currently for his career. Yadi Molina is at 42.2 war, like... With the idea of him, if he adds a World Series in Houston and is able to have, you know, repeat last year twice, basically, and have two four-war seasons, he's basically at 40-war. Like, does that help him enough? And then do people put him in just because he did? I mean, they can rationalize and be like, oh, he started his career at 27. Like, I don't know. I I think the hope is there, I guess, that, that people would put him in, but... 
difficult. Listen, when you I, I I don't I don't care what your franchise history looks like unless you know you were an expansion team that started yesterday. If you are one of the if you are one of the top 5 players in the history of your franchise of a franchise I should say, you deserve consider actual consideration and I think Jose will get that. Yeah, hopefully and uh, just like Alex says to uh, retire 79 yesterday, which will be happening whenever he wants to. Obviously, he didn't want to play in the last game, so I don't think they're going to retire his jersey uh, yesterday. And there's precedent for soon. that happening with Harold Baines getting traded to the Texas Rangers. They retired his number that year. Yeah, well, I think that probably would have already happened, right? They would, would have already retired 79. That would be awesome I think they'll to wait. Still be playing and go play somewhere where your numbers retired. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if they did it? In like, you tell your rest of like teammates, he turn, like he hey. can turn to Jeremy Pena and be like, "See that? That's yeah. me." <laughs> June June twelfth, he goes out like, and they do the the whole thing that Toronto did when Burley started, and they like don't leave the dugout. And then Jose runs out to first, and then they un unflail the uh, the the seventy nine jersey out, you know, wherever in right or left field. And then he's just like staring at Jeremy Pena and Altuve, just being like cracking his knuckles, seeing like hard days work. And then boys. hits two homers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrorizes White Sox fans. Uh, we'll take a quick break here and continue the fun on the CHGO White Sox Live podcast. But we got to let you know, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option at snack time, at meal time, at happy hour. They're the makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. These meat sticks are hardwood smoke for eight hours. And with 16 grams of protein per stick, they make a perfect post-workout snack and meat sticks come in chicken black forest beef and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili if you haven't tried them yet you don't know what you're missing out on they're delicious because they're made from generations and from recipes generations in the making and being all natural they deliver a fresh and flavor alternative at snack time you can always find them in the refrigerated section at costco sam's club or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. I know I can find Green Ridge Farm meat in my deli section at my local Jewels. So right now, when you order any three meat products at Green Ridge Farm and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. We also got to let you know about ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. And an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These dones, these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. So right now, we don't want you to wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative or is email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online or on our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Thank you to ComEd for supporting the show. We want to move on and we're going to go to the closet. We're going to dip into the Vinnie Duber jersey supply. We knew one player, at least one player, is in your closet, and it's Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria uh, is a part of the Hall of Jerseys uh, yes. at the Vinnie Duber home. He was a rookie of the no year. I have no idea where it is, but yeah. <laughs> it's somewhere. Uh, rookie it's, it's at my parents' house is where it is, I'm sure. <laughs> rookie of the year. It's uh, right by uh, the MLB, what, RBI? What's the trading card game? Oh, Showdown cards? Showdown. I got my Showdown cards in the city. Come on. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh <laughs> Coming soon to a CHGO White Sox live <laughs> podcast. Gotta uh, dig them out, though. Rookie of the year in 2008, three-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, and Silver Slugger, Evan Longoria, uh, formerly of the Rays, formerly of the Giants, now with the Arizona Diamondbacks. 58.1 career war for Longo. Is he a Hall of Famer? 
No. no. Good Sorry, starter. Longo. Good start of his <laughs> career. Just, you know, like most third baseman injuries and other things derailed his uh, power back. Going out to San Francisco didn't help his offense that much. But uh, good career, but not a Hall of Famer. Provided one of the most exciting moments in baseball history where there's home run to walk it off and to send the Tampa Bay Rays into the playoffs and then the Yankees out and the Boston Red Sox in, I think, that year at uh, the last game, 162. So, yeah, great moments, awesome guy. Not a Hall of Famer in my book. Yeah, I mean, he would probably need a pretty good, substantial run uh, to make it. He's had a great past two years in San Francisco, a 119 OPS plus. But, um, you know, the, the war right there, I think, is about two. So yeah. to give, get up to a rolling level of like 70, he'd need about 13 more career war, yeah. which would be like two to three great more seasons. And yeah. I, I don't think he has that in him yet. Uh, but, hey, Longo, fun player. Like we could put him in the fun award. Well, the, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Fame. I always say this about the Hall of Fame. You know, it's 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 not a. In my opinion, it's not about just. You know, there's no point in just having some building that says these were the best guys at a sport. You're telling the history and the story. It's a museum, and in that regard, Evan Longoria will be represented in that museum for exactly what Herb just said. That one moment in particular, but even that entire season with the Rays going all the way to the World Series that year, um, he was part of uh, part of that that upstart kind of team that year that ended up being a raised team that has been pretty consistently good for the last decade plus. Uh, and he was kind of the biggest he was, before Wander Franco. He was probably the biggest raised prospect to, to come up. David Price. They were the same, well, same year, same year. He was rookie of the year so, in 08 and Price yeah. pitched in the playoffs. Probably, yeah, so yeah, right around there. Obviously Price was a big deal, but, but those two really, yeah. I mean like are, yeah. are the big stars of that right. franchise. Right. Um, maybe Carlos, uh, uh, not Carlos Crawford. Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford. Like yeah. Carlos Crawford. Uh, I mean, in Spanish, right? <laughs> making up people. Uh, and John Cream, too. Uh, he is probably in the fake video Hall of Fame. Uh, there is that video where Evan Longoria seemingly being interviewed ver uh, during batting practice. A uh, ball sharp, harp, sharply hit down the uh, first base line, and he, uh, without even turning around, uh, just sticks out his bare hand and gloves a, like, 115-mile-per-hour fly ball, saving a reporter. And uh, keeps on interviewing. Yeah, right. It's, it's up there with the Drew Brees getting struck by lightning video. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's clear out the top ten of active players uh, with war. Paul Goldschmidt. Played 12 seasons, 58.5 war. We still have another first baseman. He was a former MVP last year in 2022. Seven-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, 58.5 war, and a five-time Silver Slugger. Is Goldie a Hall of Famer? How much does the MVP help? I yes. think, yes, he is a yes. Hall of Famer, yeah. I think he's got to, you know, I don't know if he is, he... is he a retire tomorrow and be a Hall of Famer guy, or does he need to finish it off well. I mean, obviously, he was the best player in the National <laughs> League last year, so he's doing quite well at the moment. Uh, yeah, I think Paul Goldschmidt probably is heading to the Hall of Fame, I'd say. Me yeah. too. I think, yeah. yeah, if he retires tomorrow, I think, you know, well, maybe not first ballot, but eventually he gets in because of the numbers just can't be, uh, can't be uh, put away. And all those years in Arizona, as we're talking about other people doing this in, uh, in anonymity, like uh, Joey Votto, all those years in Arizona, he was doing well. And now he goes to St. Louis, a little bit more baseball-friendly uh, place, a little bit more shine on you, MVP, because the numbers are right. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like his worst season was that first year in St. Louis, a 115 OPS plus. Outside of that, he's always been above 130. I mean, like he just destroys baseballs, and I think the fact that he's still 
Like he's a guy that I thought would always age well, um, just has a very good stroke, very clean, very simple. And he always had like surprising athleticism too. Like there was a year he stole 20 backs. Um, like I just think that people don't really give him enough credit for the athlete that he is. Seems to be aging gracefully if he has a, a 180 OPS plus season uh, in 2022 at 34. And this uh, isn't, you know, his fault, but I don't necessarily remember him talking on the mic necessarily him getting a national commercial or anything that says hey i'm paul goldschmidt i'm out here i'm one of the best baseball players in the game right now if you were to talk to people and say tell me the 10 best baseball players in in the game right now some people not might not put goldschmidt in that list and that's how that's how underrated he is and definitely is he just won the damn mvp would you yes Yes, I would put him in the top 10 players in the game currently. Ooh, I mean, that's a different That's tough. Different that's a ranking. different list right there. We'll probably have to do that in February, <laughs> putting together that. Uh, yeah, I, I would say he's probably top 10. I mean, he's, he's 80% better than an I mean, average If you hitter. count pitchers, too? Just, uh, just everyday players. Just position, just position players. players. Yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 get, close. I'll get off track if It'd I start going through all that. Uh, we'll, well, maybe we'll be able to figure out that list uh, once we talk about some of these more active players. But uh, Goldie, uh, if he's able to have two five more win seasons, I think, which isn't too hard for him. Uh, you know, he's, he's had plenty of uh, five-plus war seasons. Uh, I think definitely he'll be a Hall of Famer. Uh, so we could put Goldie in the yes category right now. Uh, let's go to Mookie Betts, uh, former MVP in 2018, six-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, six-time Gold Glover, five-time Silver Slugger. He won a batting title. Great at fi- bowling. F- great at bowling, <laughs> 56.4 war. Mookie Betts at the age of 30, Hall of Famer? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, th- this one, I think, is pretty damn easy. That's uh, why I get so mad. Like, Boston was like, get this off of my team immediately right. in his prime for Kike Hernandez. Not Kike Hernandez, for um, Verdugo. Verdugo. Alex Verdugo to, mi- to match up with Kike Hernandez. Like, why? What are we doing? What are we doing? Dude, the Red Sox do that stuff all the time. It's just so annoying. Talk- you brought up Carl Crawford. Remember when they traded mm-hmm. for Carl Crawford? Well, yeah. They traded Manny Ramirez to, no. to the L.A.? They're always doing weird stuff. Just, oh, yeah. God. Like, and the Dodgers like, all we got to do is trade for him and pay for him? Bet. <laughs> like, the next day, like, okay, here's a lot of money. He's like, all right, sounds good. Let's go. Let's do it. And and seriously, like, it's not like he's a bad presence in the clubhouse. Like, Mookie Betts is just one of the, like, most normal guys uh, in Major League Baseball. So, and I don't think he's rocking the boat too much either. I mean, with anybody that's on this part of this Dodgers team right now, I mean, you, you can't say he's going to necessarily stop at two World Series titles. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could throw any certain – you could project that he could put any number of more rings on his fingers because that Dodgers team's not going to get bad anytime soon. They're a team that's going to be contending for a World Series for, for years to come. Uh, you know, we're probably – you know, if you're talking about bets, we're probably going to talk about Freddie Freeman. You know, you know even, even Kershaw's got one more uh, right. shot at it this year too. So, uh, you know, think about, think about that too, bolstering resumes uh, right and left for, for guys that are going to be part of this Dodgers team. Bobby Abreu uh, has received 20.5% of uh, the vote uh, in his fourth year on the Hall of Fame, uh, and he's about four more. Uh, war higher than Mookie Betts, so I think Mookie Betts with an MVP with possibly three plus World Series uh, definitely will be a Hall of Famer. And still in his prime, and, and he's still in his prime. Only only thirty years old, uh, and, and and doesn't look like he's slowing down at any second. Uh, we're gonna start manifesting this. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna refer to him as anything else uh, than future Chicago White Sox Manny Machado. Uh, Manny Machado, six time All Star, two time Gold Glover, Silver Slugger. 
52 war uh, for the what now 30 year old uh, will be 31 July 6th is Manny who finished second in MVP voting last year for the uh, the Padres uh, a Hall of Famer yes I'd say not yet I, I but would, I think I would, he'll get there yeah if he yeah. never if he didn't play another game no right he's gonna beast out does he need an MVP does he need like a he needs more, more accolades here being good I, I'm not I'm not I don't really I'm when I'm thinking about Hall of Fame I don't you know I don't need to rattle off things I can you know like show me your trophy case and then we'll talk like no I watched mm-hmm. you play for years like if you were one of the best players in baseball you deserve to go to the Hall of Fame um I'm not I'm not sure Manny Machado has vaulted himself into that elite status for a entire career quite yet but as we well know Manny Machado is not old Manny Machado is still going to be playing for a long time Um, I would expect him I think everybody should expect him to keep on being really really good and if he does that by the end of things he'll he'll be right there with everybody else I imagine he's had four seasons where he's finished top five in the MVP so yeah it's pretty good the thing that's going to hold Manny back and it might not be a fair thing because most of his teammates say he's an awesome teammate, is the dog in it kind of thing. The, hey, this guy's kind of a dirty player. You remember when it was the Dodgers? I think he spiked somebody with the uh, while they were on first base. Um, but the play is undefeated. And the guy, if he does what he has to do this year, he could opt out of his deal with the Padres. And we'll see if other teams would want a 31-year-old Manny Machado and see if that uh, that Hall of Fame resume stands up. But there's no reason for him to move from San Diego at all. But, uh, yeah, I think if he continues on this trajectory, of course, he's a Hall of Famer. But if he never played a game again, he would eventually get in for me. But I don't think it'll be a hard, hard thing. Because remember who votes for it. It's the media. Right. And they've had to deal with him a couple times, and he's not been the greatest. In Baltimore, starting that fight, I think it was with, uh, was it with uh, Josh Donaldson? Out there, when he threw a bat at uh, Josh Donaldson from, uh, like he was swinging a bat and he mm. uh, purposely mm-hmm. threw the bat at J- Donaldson. I think that was Josh. So he's had a couple run-ons where people don't think of him in a favorable light, but his play is undefeated. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that the next guy that we're talking about, you're going to go with yes, right? Yeah. Okay. Just to uh, just to clear it up, just because I mean, I'm is, kind of on the fence right? too. Yeah, I'm on the fence too. I'd honestly probably say no. Uh, I think he, put him in the no, then. I, I think he will be, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just to, I think if we both have kind of half yeses, I think that would equal to a, a full yes. So we'll put uh we'll put Machado in yes for right now. We'll put him in the middle. Like oh, Stevens got him there. He's still in the yes column for right now. Um, let's go to Arenado, though, because I think this is interesting seeing that Machado joined in 2012, Arenado in 2013. Arenado does have more war than him, 52.2 war compared to Machado's 52 war. And Machado's played about 600 more games than Arenado. Uh, 1,384 for Arenado, 1,445 for Machado. Uh, and Arenado still has more war. I mean, like, this is the cream of the crop, in my opinion, of third baseman. Like, if there is a guy at third base that I think of a Hall of Famer, it's the guy that does it with the bat, and it's the guy that does it with the glove, and Nolan Arenado's been doing that since 2013. Uh, he's a clear Hall of Famer to me. Yeah, he's yes. a no-doubter, in my opinion. I mean, this is a guy who uh, basically makes it so no other National League third baseman is allowed to win a Gold Glove Award. Mm-hmm. He's that good at defense. Um, and obviously, uh, you know what he can do with the bat, too. Uh, it's um, It's been, I guess affirming in some way to see him continue to have success in St. Louis uh, after leaving Colorado, where I know some people don't necessarily uh, think very highly of the offensive numbers that get put up there. Um, 
the one time I've ever been to Coors Field, sat behind home plate and watched Arenado, Nolan Arenado hit a ball that looks like it got about halfway to the outfield and then went off like a <laughs> like a ramp in a Mario Kart game or something like that. But uh, uh, the dude is, uh, like you said, Sean, probably about the uh, ideal third baseman and, and one of the ideal baseball players that you could have on a team. Just 10 straight gold gloves at third base and six platinum gold gloves along no with big deal. five silver sluggers mm-hmm. at the position. Pretty good. Yeah, and as Vinny said, getting out of Colorado, they did him a favor. And I, the Mookie Betts thing irritates me. The Colorado thing irritates me the most. You sign the man for a long-term extension the year before, and then the next year you're like, get out of here. We have Austin Gomber coming, so you got to leave. And we'll pay some of your salary to St. Louis, too. Bet, bet, get out of here. And so he continues to do his thing in St. Louis, too. So as people like Larry Walker have to wait a while and Todd Helton have to wait a while because they played some games. Or Larry Walker played majority of his games in Montreal, but he played in Colorado. That boosted his stats. Todd Helton played all his games in Colorado. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame right now. Nolan Arenado getting out of Colorado could say, I'm still the same player, y'all. I know y'all was talking about reverse splits and such, but look at the numbers still in St. Louis. I was third in MVP voting. I'm still here. Going down the Matt Holiday and Larry Walker route of I'm leaving Colorado and going to St. Louis. And just finished third in MVP voting. Just won a Silver Slugger. His first in St. Louis. So uh, that'll definitely help uh, him escape that Coors narrative. Again, 10 straight gold gloves, too. I think should just do it uh, alone. Next up, and we'll speed through these now at this point. Giancarlo Stanton. MVP in the 2017 year. 59 home runs that year as well, but he's obviously dealt with injuries. Giancarlo Stanton, 44.7 career war. Yes or no? No. I'd say probably because I think the home run numbers are just going to be too overwhelming, right? He's at 378 right now. He's 32 years old. He'll be 30. Well, actually, he's 33. Just turned 33 in November. So, you know, if he goes till 40, he's got seven more years. Do you have to get to 500, 550? Is there a certain... But that's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home that's runs. That's what I'm saying. Is like the, the thing that always made me the most mad about this about this whole uh, steroid thing is that, like, think of, the, think of those number totals that you're leaving out of the Hall of Fame. I mean, my God. You're leaving 600, a 600 homer guy in, Sa- in Sammy Sosa. Obviously, Barry Bonds, the guy who's hit more home runs than anybody in Major League history. I mean... You're leaving out a significant percentage of the home runs that were hit in Major League Baseball history uh, to take a stand. Giancarlo Stanton's going to have a significant percentage of those two, I think, and I think those home run home run numbers will be so big that uh, that he's going to get there. Players who have hit 500 or more who are not in the Hall of Fame: Bonds, Pujols. Obviously, that just happened, so he'll be in it soon. Uh, a Rod, Sosa, McGuire, Palmero, Ramirez, Gary Sheffield, and Miguel Cabrera. And there's there's none of those that. If you if you are not a I'm not voting for you because you took steroids person like I would probably vote for steroid users yeah. most likely uh, then all those people deserve to be in the Hall of Fame right and yes. it, so it, it's just so many home runs it's just so many home <laughs> runs it's a lot of home runs and he's playing in Yankee Stadium exactly can he get to 500 <laughs> home runs he can in these next eight years he can get to 500 home runs pretty easily but the health is the thing can he battle through and did do what he did last year, play a good majority of the games. That's why I, I just like, Ugh. but also he's a Yankee. So that's gives you extra. You already see where Pettit's at and he's had the same career as Mark Burley. So I would say no for, for me. Cause the player didn't play right now. Uh, like retired. I would say no, 
But if he continues on this trajectory and is healthy, which is a big if for him, of course he's going to make it because he's going to hit 600 home runs. Yeah, his last four seasons where he's played 100-plus games, uh, they both, uh, last two, 2022 and 2021, hit 31 and 35, and then 2018 and 2017, 38 and 59. So when he plays 100 games, he's hitting 30 home runs, basically. So uh, I think if he continues to do that or has, like, two more seasons like that, uh, I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Next up, former White Sox, Chris Sale, seven-time All-Star, 2018 World Series champion, 45.5 war. Is he just going to get put down because of injuries? He's currently the all-time leader for Ks per nine. Yeah, he's. I think he's got a better case than it might seem just because of the strikeouts. And I think there was a really nice long stretch of years there when he was still with the White Sox where he was one of the five best pitchers in the American League every single year. And he obviously just didn't. He never won a Cy Young right. Award, but, uh, you know, consistently just striking everybody out, doing it from the left side. Um, it's going to be an interesting case. I, I don't know if I have an answer. I don't know if I have a yes or no answer, but um, – and, and obviously, you know, he's maybe not a guy that you would project to keep keep going much longer because of the injuries, like you said. So maybe that is the end, uh, you know, the end of that story, but um, the strikeout numbers are going to be big, and I think people are, uh, are going to be – thinking twice uh, about Chris Sale. Maybe not a guy who jumps to your mind as, oh, yeah, slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer. He's not that. But for people who do the, these deep dives and look at the stats, and, and they're going to they're gonna see some numbers that not a lot of people in baseball history have. I'll say no, and it's not because of his performance. I don't think his performance will get him in there either, but uh, he's a baby. He's a douche. The cutting up of the – Dams uh, uniforms for White Sox, the backing of Drake LaRoche, the yelling at his boss, Kenny Williams, the tantrum he just had last year in a damn minor league rehab start for the Boston Red Sox minor league affiliate where he's tearing up the clubhouse. Grow up, child. Come on now. Like part of the Hall of Fame is your character. And I don't think I would want him representing the Hall of Fame. And I know there's other bad people who actually killed people or were racist and all that other stuff. I can't, you know, I can't take them out. But I can keep a person from going in. And I don't think Chris Sale is a good, I mean, I don't know if he's a good person. But he's not a good teammate. That's for damn sure right there. Like, cutting up everybody's jerseys, man, just because you don't want to wear them anymore? Come on, bro. Yeah, it is one inc- incident, and I don't know. If one incident? Gonna... I just named four. <laughs> okay, well, I was just talking about the, the jersey cutting. You're not wrong, but, hey, uh, I do love that you're keeping it real. Like, Chris Sale's a douche. No other way to beat around it. I, like that you kept. And it I don't need him to be a good guy, um, but part of the Hall of Fame is being kind of a character guy, and that's not showing good character. 86 MLB pitchers have had 2,000-plus career strikeouts. Uh, Sale barely made that uh, with 60, uh, 64 more, 2,064 strikeouts in his career. Uh, but I do think the rate stat helps him. And I think, like, may- maybe if he can't go and he's still having these injuries where he's blowing up in the minor leagues, maybe you call it a career now and just say, like, you know, this is it because you don't want to, like, inflate that ERA. Right now he's at 20th. When it comes to adjusted ERA plus um, with 140, just behind, you know, uh, uh, Trevor Hoffman. So I don't know, like the rate stats might help him if he just kind of calls it a quit. Uh, if he's able to bounce back, though, and have uh, more seasons, I think if he's able to get up to 50 war um, and continue striking guys out, I think he'll probably have a chance. But right now, I'd, I'd put him in no. You as well? Yeah. I'd probably lean no, but like I said, I think there are going to be a lot of people who you know, however many years it is from now, look at those strikeout numbers and go, holy smokes, how can we keep these strikeout numbers out of the Hall of Fame? And I know his peers are like, no, he's a Hall of Famer. I faced him. 
I could not hit him type of thing. <laughs> right. That that might get Chris Sale in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he's going to be voted in via ballot. Well, I mean, it has to be like Koufax level, too, if it's going to be like injuries. And I don't think he was ever Koufax level uh, of that dominance. Uh, Greg Miller does say, though, uh, seven years in a row, top six in Cy Young. Uh, I think this guy has a better case uh, just because he has two Cy Young awards to go with it. Uh, similar war, 43.8 compared to sales around 45 Four-time All-Star ERA title rookie of the year for Jacob DeGrom. Is DeGrom a Hall of Famer, yes or no? Well, it's where where the projection comes in, right? And I guess, you know, obviously injury uh, ravaged has been Jacob DeGrom's career, but it's been a situation where literally every time he's healthy enough to step on the mound, he's perhaps the best pitcher in baseball. Um, I think the Texas Rangers just uh, bet a whole ton of money that those injuries are going to be put behind him and he's going to put up Hall of Fame-like numbers down in – the Metroplex for the next however many years. Um, Yeah, if he keeps doing that, if he can stay off the injured list, he's a guy who projects to be a no-doubt Hall of Famer. That's an if, though. Mm -hmm. Come on. I I would say, the yeah, when he plays, yeah. Same thing with Sale. The batters will tell you that he is the best pitcher in baseball, but he misses a ton of time. So I don't see him getting healthier in Texas. And I don't see the run support being better. I mean, I remember those years with the Mets. So you'd be giving up one run and getting losses. And I know wins and losses don't count, but somebody is still going to be voting on wins and losses. And I'm like, man, you didn't get to any wins this year. You oh, were blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I hear your point there, but the two years that he was 10 and 9 and 11 and 8, he won the Cy Young. Well, I, was, so I, think, I, think, I think that narrative but, has changed. But remember who are voting. These are people who don't necessarily watch baseball every day. Like, Joe Colley still has a vote, and I love Joe Colley. He's been covering baseball in decade, right? Like, and there's some other people who used to cover baseball back in the 70s and 80s. They still have a vote for the Hall of Fame, and they'll be looking like ten wins in my day. Twenty wins was uh was Mike Fidrich had thirty. Yeah, the bird was great. <laughs> Here, well, here's he the question. Was the word. He here's, was so quirky. Here's the question, though. I mean, do you, so? It, it seems to me, Herb, your thought is that. To be a Hall of Famer, you need to hit a minimum of uh, tenure. You need to have a minimum of uh, time. Yeah, There's a time element to it as well as the performance stuff. Obviously, we talked about it with Jose Abreu, but a different case because he was playing baseball, just doing it in a different league in a different country. Um, Can there be somebody who only has a seven-year career or a six-year career? But... Dominant. Is Hall of Fame caliber during those six or seven years? Or do you think they have to be, they have to have the longevity piece to go along with it? In both uh, football and in uh, basketball, I believe, they've had like people with short-time careers. Like Gail Sayers, I think only played like six, seven, eight years. And he was just so dynamic in those years to like get your ass in the Hall of Fame. Um, baseball is a tough one because of their num- the numbers count. And people, like, think about the numbers all the time. And what makes a Hall of Famer is you doing it consistently for a longer period of time. The Jaws system where uh, they – he uh, – what's the guy's uh, name? Jay Jaffe puts out – it's the – Jay Jaffe puts your seven collective best years, seven. So it'll be tough for somebody with only six years. If you have seven great years, I guess you can get in there, but – I would be on the side of no, even though you were dominant. If, unless there was an unfortunate injury, like, hey, man, that man's arm, like uh, that one time Dave Jarecki broke his arm because he was dealing mm-hmm. with cancer, 
and you couldn't pitch anymore because you, you your arm is getting amputated. Got it. But if it's, hey, I got injured, and then I try to battle back, and years seven, eight, and nine just weren't good enough as I try to get back into the major leagues, then you're like, oh, sorry, you were dominant, and you should deserve your plaudits in those six years, seven years you're in there, but I can't put you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I was just curious. I think yeah, it's a right. curious – I think it, it – there's no there's – no, rules yeah. i don't think there are you know a couple but my point being is that there's no rules and so each voter probably has to make their own set of rules and it's probably s- slightly different from voter to voter which uh, you know is, is a fun thing about well, it i think I, I immediately went to kofax because you you brought that up like you know if you had a shortened career like you know kofax stopped pitching when he was 30 um i took his last or his last nine years because he pitched for 12 uh so his 22 seasons to 30 seasons uh, a 264 era Solid. 156 wins uh 2000s innings pitched uh degrom over his career 2.52 era uh 1300 innings pitched 82 wins um a 155 era plus uh co, co- facts with a 135 era plus so i mean degrom's just been so dominant the past five years a 205 era that's over 600 innings pretty good and a 205 era i mean just the level of dominance i don't think will ever be matched again degrom deserves to be a hall of famer this guy has to be the easiest one that we'll talk about and we've talked about mike trout we've talked about justin verlander guys that have already written their careers five years shohei otani hall of famer yes or no yes i yes. mean he gets it because of 2021 alone right I mean, he gets it for doing something that no one's ever done before. Mm-hmm. That's a, it, baseball been playing, been being played for an awful long time, and for someone to come around in the twenty twenties and do something that has never been done before and do it at an incredible level. I mean, hey, he didn't just do it one time too. Twenty twenty two, he was top five in Cy Young in twenty twenty two. He was better. He was yeah. better. I mean, like he was he, he he didn't even finish in the Cy Young in twenty twenty one. Finished top five last year. Yeah, so and, and got, top two in the MVP. He got he was a better pitcher in twenty twenty two and still a decent enough yeah. consistent hitter. He wasn't as dominant as a hitter as he was in twenty twenty one, but he became a better player. But there was a monster in there with uh being the MVP. Yeah, I think without injuries, Shohei Itani's a Locked in, and I, I, I'm again. I'm gonna get mad when they trade him. I'm gonna get mad. There's no reason to trade him. Is this, None, zero. Is this not a guy who could retire right now and get in? No, it's gonna be hard. We've talked about how many guys, and we've not brought up one guy who has MVP and Cy Young votes. Understood. I, guess, I mean, I guess Verlander did too, but like both this Silver Slugger and I'll, I'll tell you a story. When I when I was in college, uh, is when Rick Ankeel made the mm-hmm. comeback as the hitter, right? Yeah. I think he made an All Star team. Like he he, mm-hmm. he did yeah. well. And we would we would have little chats like this, me and me and my friends in college. And I had one friend in college who said that he thought Rick Ankeel was the best baseball player ever because nobody had done both. So do we think, or maybe not ever, but best base, best player in he was the best baseball player on the planet because he was doing both because he could do both. He's but now you look at Rick Ankeel, he's basically Matt Davidson, right? And Rick Ankeel <laughs> was not. You know, not that good. He was good, but he right. was not great. Not Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is the best at those things. Do you, you put, know, independently of each other. Do you put if he never played another game, Shohei Otani in? Yes. Not factor in his Japanese uh, career. Oh, I would put. I, I would if Shohei Otani played one season and it was 2021, he would be in the Hall of Fame. I, I think would, if, even if it was 2022, he'd be in the Hall. of Fame. I would tend to. I would probably agree with Sean. There's no one like this. This is ins- It's just insane. I mean, that's I what, think he has to have his own wing. That's why I've <laughs> said. Like, I would point. trade any. There's no player on the White Sox that can be untouchable as long as Shohei Otani's alive and doing well. 
I would trade Dylan Cease in a second for Joey Atani. But as a Hall of Famer, no. Yeah, right. N- not right now. I, I, not right now. Eventually, yes, I think he's going to project to go. So I'm going to put him in the yes column. Again, I would be fine trading Andrew Vaughn and Dylan Cease for him, and I think that's still an underpay. Uh, let's go to the guy that beat him out for the AL MVP in 2022. Uh, former MVP, Rookie of the Year, four-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, home run derby champ, 37 war right now for the 30-year-old Aaron Judge, who just got signed to a $360 million contract, coming off 62 home runs and 52 in 2017. Is Aaron Judge a Hall of Famer? He yes. will be, yes. Yeah. Is there anything that holds him back? Just injury? I mean, he could get hurt. Really? He, yeah. could get, he could get hurt a, a lot, I guess, but this is a double-digit year contract, right? So we've only seen half, if not, we've seen less than half of Aaron Judge's career. Uh, it's been impressive to this point, and uh, it probably will continue to feature many, many, many balls that go over the fence. Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two, 220 home runs already for Aaron Judge. Uh, seasons of 52 home runs, 39 home runs, 62 home runs. Uh, I think if he has just three more seasons like that, he's probably at 500 home runs already. Uh, any anti-Judge case? No, he's been a Yankee his whole career. He's hit a bunch of home runs. He's set the American League record single season in the home runs. He's going to continue to play at that still that fucking band box out there in Yankee Stadium. He's going to continue to hit a bunch of home runs. All right, and he could always downshift the DH. Yeah, he always can. Uh, he's, he's big enough to uh, definitely keep uh, his body in the lineup. Uh, let's go rapid fire here on the last five. Uh, let's go to Madison Bumgarner. We yes. talked. Oh, okay. Madison Bumgarner. Yes. yes. I say yes because the World Series. Postseason stuff. Yeah, yeah, World Series. I mean, I got Jack Morris in by itself, and he, I think he's a better pitcher than Jack Morris. 38.1 war, four-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ, two-time Silver Slugger. Uh, I would say no on Mad Bum just because I don't think he has the length and he the dominance. He's going to come in here and show you all the jewelry he has on his hand, and a- you're going to have to change your Ask mind. Pedro Gafal about that World Series where he – Pretty much won it for the San Francisco. Yeah, Giants. no, I, I know that's that's fine, but like, like, I don't think Jack Moore should be in the World Series or the Hall of Fame, and I don't think Bumgarner should. I mean, okay. Bumgarner had a good. Well, he's five got three young, though. That's true. He does have three. <laughs> uh, but you know, he was really only like the guy for 2014, right? Or 2016? No, Which that was, was a, they won the championship in 2014, I believe it was. So yeah, he was he was the guy really only for that one even but, year. Uh, 10, yeah, 10, 12, 14. 2012, I don't really think he was, you know, that dominant. 2010, he was only a, a rookie. Like, he was only really impactful for one World Series. Like, not, like he wasn't just impactful. He was the World Series. He was the guy. Yeah, absolutely. The guy. I, I don't think that's enough. The that's, Royals that's, are like, man, if we didn't have Baumgartner, we would have won two in a row. Yeah, I, I mean, what does Daniel Murphy, though, deserve to get put into the Hall of Fame because of his seven home run streak in the 2016 NLCS run no. or whatever against the Cubs? No. I mean, there's, nothing, I, there's nothing better than a pitcher dominating in the World Series. Absolutely, I agree. Like, absolutely, just Daniel Murphy over. hasn't won three World Series. Just taking over. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> he is not. Uh, so Bumgarner, a yes for both of you. I would say no, but uh, majority wins there. Freddie Freeman. Uh, we've talked to a lot. Of, a lot of first basemen, former MVP, six-time All-Star, uh, three-time Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, forty-nine career WAR. Yes or no? Eventually, yes. Yeah. I say no because the look of the list. We've already had first baseman in there. And I don't think he matches up with the greats of the great. I agree with you. Um, I, I just don't think that he's at the level of a Goldschmidt, a Votto, or a, a Miggy. And I think, too, like his, his power is going to hold him back a little bit. Um, and he's just I don't think he's going to reach 3,000 hits. He's already 33. Um, he's about 1,100 away. And 3,000 is pretty tough. Uh, if Votto's not going to get there, I don't know if Freeman gets there. But he's playing in the Dodgers. So, hey. Can World- have three more World Series before it's all said and done. World Series help. <laughs> uh, I'll say no for Freddie Freeman. You're a no- 
You're a yes. Probably, yes. Probably. Eventually, yeah. Uh, Jose Altuve, an interesting one here. We've uh, brought up Mookie Betts in the 2018 Red Sox, but we really didn't go into the whole uh, situation with uh, Alex Correa and them, but we could bring it up with Jose Altuve, MVP, eight-time All-Star, Gold Glover, two-time World Series champ in 2017 and the past year, six-time Silver Slugger, three-time batting title champ, and an ALCS MVP, 46.5 war for the second baseman. Jose Altuve, yes or no? Yes. No. I say no. The MLB didn't punish him. The writers will. No. It's not a prediction. It's whether you would vote for him or not. I would not vote for him. Okay. Okay. I would punish him because of of said cheating. I think. But but would you vote for the steroid guys? Yes. Okay. How is it different? I think the steroid guys are just trying to get their own money, trying to get themselves better. He's cheating a game. He's trying to – there was a coordinated effort to cheat the game You're breaking to, the rules. Win, to win games. You break the rules one way, you break the rules another way. I think I the steroids say, guys, yeah. like especially uh, – I hate to do the classism thing. The Dominican guys are just trying to like, hey, I'm just trying to make the league instead of being abject poverty – I'll do steroids every day of the year if it means I get an 80-game suspension. Do I get to keep my money after? My contract's still good? Smooth. Let me take steroids. He's trying to win games from teams on not on the level. And, uh, yeah, steroids is not on the level, but I think that he did it uh, in a, a slimy way. And the steroid guys are not great people either, but I can see them doing that, trying to get performance better for themselves for their own pocketbooks. Not great. But also, that guy was cheating the actual game by getting signals to himself and his teammates. Altuve's best year was 2017, where he had an OPS of 160. Last year, he had an OPS plus of 160. I mean, the guy is still a great hitter. I, and he's always claimed that he wasn't a part of it. I think him and Correa, or no, him, I think he was the one guy that was like, no, I never really did it. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think he is. I think just quality of baseball player. If I'm going to vote for steroid guys, I think I should vote for the Astros as yeah. well because it's not like the Astros were the only team doing it. The and, Red Sox the next year got, and, got the same you know, type of uh, punishment. And the thing I say about the steroid guys, hey, uh, I, it happened. Right. I remember watching the games. Like they, they, they can't erase it from history. And if the, if, the numbers, if the numbers stay the same, the World Series trophy still sits there in, in, at Minute Maid Park in the, in the, in the uh, lobby or whatever. You know. Please keep them that small, Steven. It's not, it's not going away. <laughs> Please make them smaller. That works. Put them right next to Aaron You guys Aaron can't Judge. see it yeah. if you're watching the podcast, but uh, Steven's doing the graphics in front of us, and he has Altuve right yeah. nice and... Uh, next to Judge. That's oh, perfect. Perfect. That's, the next, that's perfect. To scale. Uh, final two here. Uh, Juan Soto <laughs> and Bryce Harper. Uh, Juan Soto now of the Padres, two-time All-Star, 2019 World Series champion, three-time Silver Slugger, 23.2 war already, and he's only 24 years old. Juan Soto, will he be a Hall of Famer? Yes. One day, yes, but man, does he have a lot, lot, lot of career left to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> and even then, like, he had a— Why would you trade him again? Yeah, he had a— Why? Down year in San Diego, a 130 OPS plus. Oh. I, think, I think he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I if think the we'll- White Sox ever traded somebody like Juan Soto or Mookie Betts or, like, the Angels are thinking about was Yo, uh, Shohei Itani, I, I don't know if I would, could be a fan anymore because I would say your baseball acumen is off. That's how I feel about Andrew Vaughn. Oh, come um, on now. Final guy is Bryce Harper, two-time MVP. Obviously, uh, just reached the World Series uh, last year uh, in, in 2022. Was Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Star. 42.5 war right now for Bryce. He's in his age 30 season. Bryce, Hall of Famer? 
Yes. He showed some stuff last year to me. I got to be honest. Like, he showed he could be the guy to come through, you know, to, to deliver, uh, you know, one of uh, a big baseball-defining moment kind of thing. Uh, and also, you know, I thought when he went to the Phillies, I was like, oh, have fun never winning anything because the <laughs> Phillies always managed to fall on their face with all their high uh, high-priced guys. But – they went and won the pennant last year, so maybe uh, that Phillies team is going to be uh, contending enough to get uh, Harper uh, some more spots on that resume in terms of just winning. Yeah, uh, in the postseason last year, a casual uh, 22 hits, 13 of them extra base hits, an OPS plus of 1160, slugged 746. Was uh, he just hurt too? absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and he tore his uh, UCL, I think. Yeah. So he had to get Tommy John and then was just a DH the entire uh, year for them because he couldn't play the outfield uh, and still killed it. So I, I would put Bryce in the yes. Uh, we only had four no's. Jose Abreu, Evan Longoria, Chris Sale, and Freddie Freeman. Poor uh, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, right? Uh, the yes is Mike Trout. Your two uh, 2020 MVPs are both in the no column. That's true. Freeman and uh, Jose. And uh, two, the only two former White Sox are also in notes. And Jose Abreu and Chris Sale. If it did include the Cuba stats, I think Jose Abreu is easily a Hall of Famer, though. Uh, we will share this graphic on our social media as well. We'll save the Comerica dimensions for tomorrow, as this is already about 10 minutes over the hour mark. But we appreciate everyone for joining us today. Everyone in the chat, we really do appreciate uh, KPW, the Canadian, defending his fellow Canadian, saying the Fred and Freeman district respect is uh, crazy huh? freddie freeman's not canadian joey vado's canadian freddie freeman's not canadian. He's, he's southern californian i would have i would have bet all my money that freddie freeman was canadian no. oh, something well. about him like his nice nature yeah <laughs> maybe it's a canadian it's too maybe nice to be an american a southern gentleman <laughs> mixed with the california vibe but it just gives me canadian but uh thank you everybody for watching thank you to steven nicholas for producing the show and making the live graphic you can there follow it is. on twitter oh canadian parents i knew there was something there so uh, he might be a canadian citizen Maybe. He might be. Uh, Courtney's a Canadian citizen. Because her parents? Because her dad. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty pretty sweet. My mom's from Ireland, and yet I'm not an Irish uh, native or uh, Irish citizen. What's the deal with that? Get it. Uh, I think you can get it. I don't think I can. I'm, th I'm pretty sure you can. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You get can it. follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at CHGO underscore White Sox, where we'll share this graphic. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We'll be with you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Go White Sox.